now and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. And welcome to the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. Uh, some of my favorite conversations I've ever had in my entire life have actually happened over lunch. So I started a podcast where I take people out to lunch and have some of my favorite conversations. It is episode 64 with my very special guests, Mike O'Connell and Matt Dwyer. Matt Dwyer and Mike O'Connell. And we went to Shandara in Larchmont Village. Uh, so it is going to be unforgettable. And we actually walked there, believe it or not. Very un-Los Angeles, we walked there. Mike lives maybe about five blocks away. So I just started recording. So the first like five minutes is us walking and then the rest of it is us at Shandara. Okay, my guests, uh, Mike O'Connell, he's a phenomenal comedian, musician, writer, actor. You've seen him in Funny People. He was in Tim and Eric's Bedtime Stories. He has a, a great album, Songs <laughs> songs to Get Sad To. Find him. It's MikeOConnell.net, M-I-K-E-O-C-O-N-N-E-L-L.net. Two N's, two L's, MikeOConnell.net. Also, he and his partner, Ken Jeong, just got a pilot picked up by ABC called Dr. Ken. So uh, so keep a lookout for that. He's talented and unique and brilliant, and I'm proud he's my buddy. He's Mike O'Connell. And just to give you an idea of who's who sitting at the table or walking to Larchmont Village, for the record, Mike O'Connell's voice sounds like this. Yeah, I mean, I can barely walk down the street smoking a joint without getting looked from these people <laughs> in these houses. <laughs> the nerve of some of these people. Am I right? My other guest, as I mentioned, is Matt Dwyer. Matt is also a brilliant actor and comedian. As I went over to his place, they were recording a track at Mike's place for Matt's new album, which is coming out soon. So find him at the Matt Dwyer, D-W-Y-E-R, themattdwyer.com. He's also been in Funny Your Dad Presents on HBO, How I Met Your Mother. He's got a great podcast. He's links galore can be found at themattdwyer.com. Great guy. And Matt Dwyer sounds like this. Hey. That's how I felt in New Orleans last year when my, I was like, we gotta finish up our beers, I gotta get to the show. And they're like, no, and they just pour them in plastic cups. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> I'm almost 50 and I'm still amazed by yeah, this. You. I think it's important to be amazed at any age. I think it helps the aging process to be constantly amazed. 
And on that note, you're about to listen to an amazing episode of the Grabbing Lunch podcast. How's that for seamless transition? Go to grabbinglunch.com. You can see pictures of my guests, link to conversation topics, or listen to previous episodes with people like Colin Hay from Men at Work, Helen Slater, who was Supergirl, Will Wheaton from Star Trek The Next Generation, grabbinglunch.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Give it a follow on SoundCloud. We are on Stitcher Radio, at Grabbing Lunch on Twitter, facebook.com slash grabbinglunch, or if you would just like to send me an email to let me know that you exist, it's grabbinglunch at gmail.com. You can also support the show financially by going to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash grabbinglunch. New episodes come out every Saturday, so do not be a stranger. This Saturday, episode 64, Mike O'Connell, Matt Dwyer, Matt Dwyer, Mike O'Connell at Shandara in Larchmont Village, a.k.a. Hollywood. Let's see. Yeah, history has proven most people are kind of looking out for themselves for the most part and their own interests. Yeah, like, let's, let's go back. Oh, so like when there, there were Western towns and there wasn't a lot of government and people would just ride in and pillage and rape and <laughs> shoot right. everybody. Tombstone. Yeah, I... Uh, people do have find a great romance in that time, though. Yeah. I think it's unnecessarily. Yeah, it's like so wax, waxy yeah. nostalgic. I look at like westerns and stuff like that, and I actually just like, I so did grim. It's so fucking grim, <laughs> and also too, it's just like here's a sidewalk. It's all dirty, and uh, if you walk on it for five minutes, it's going to be super muddy, and <laughs> yeah, you'll probably get so cholera problems, at some yeah. point. But I always think about the horrible things. Those like are the good old days. The good old days. That's my brother uh, sent me this book one time in college. It's like the good old days aren't so good, right? And it's a man who's just like, don't believe people when they tell you that the good old days were good, because the fucking there was shit in the streets, and like this guy was so mad that people would say the good old days were so good. Yeah, he was like, he wrote a whole book proving everything wrong about that uh, sentiment. I think that's a Billy Joel lyric too, if I'm not mistaken, from Keeping the Faith. The good old but days. The good old days are all that good, and tomorrow's not as bad as it seems. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's hysterical. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how old. people get so, and it's like, ah, the 50s. It's like, the 50s were fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading a book about, like, the guy who was the mayor of Chicago from, like, the, the 50s. Yeah. Oh, no, I read Boss, but then there's another book about American Pharaoh that goes even further, and it's just like, it goes into the Chicago public housing, and it's just like, there, once, there was a story of, like, these people got uh, public housing and the wife or the husband went and applied and they were really light-skinned so the public housing people thought they were white so they put them in a white public housing yeah, unit. Yeah. Thousands of people showed up to fucking throw rocks at their house. Like, thousands. That's terrible. And it's like, you know, Chicago. It's not like, it was like Alabama bad. Right, right. What was uh, George Wallace? He's like, he's the governor of the state. Standing in front of the school like, no, nobody can come in. Alabama bad should be, um, it's about Muslims in Alabama. <laughs> Alabama bad. The, uh, Alabama bad. But I mean, it's like, there's like still preposterous things like that that exist today of just like. Yeah. And this is about the most women's. progressive time that we've ever lived in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can barely walk down the street smoking a joint without getting looked from these people <laughs> in these houses. We just like this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, we have yet, we are not 
advanced right. in our thinking yet. <laughs> we can put a man on the moon, but yeah. Michael Connell can't, <laughs> can't smoke a joint. Can't brazenly walk what? down the street blazing? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Blazingly blazing? <laughs> WTF, America! I know. Wake up. Uh, I remember doing that in Amsterdam. Like, I was staying in a hostel, and I just, like, left in the morning. I, like, saved one joint from a coffee shop, and... Just was on my way to the train station, just with my backpack on and a joint in my mouth. It was just like, you know, if this... I might be the coolest guy. Stop, this, this is happening! I'm 20! Yeah. I am 20! That's how I felt in New Orleans last year when my, I was like, we gotta finish up our beers, I gotta get to the show. And they're like, no, and they just pour them in plastic cups. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> I'm almost 50 and I'm still amazed by yeah, this. Yeah, you would have been really... You would have so good there, dog. I was or New York, just happened to put it in a paper bag. Oh, yeah. I got a ticket for that once in New York. What? Halloween. I think they were just, like, cracking uh, down. Motherfuckers. What, how is, uh, you went to college in New Orleans. Like, if I would have had my 18 to 21 and or whatever the college... Yeah, those were the years I was sober, funny enough, so... Huh. Was, wow. Uh, yeah, I was just kind of more, more in the library. Wow. That's an interesting place. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was not true. That was not true. I had some beverages. <laughs> I've only really been down there. Oh, thank something you. Like, Got some. It's just something some, off a, a dead tree. bird on my shoulder. Yeah. You've only uh, been down a. I've been down to New Orleans one time. I was uh, I was on a tanker, that was uh, a gasoline tanker. Oh, your so, merchant marine days. I want to yeah, hear about this. Back in the day. So, um, <laughs> but I didn't really have time to Are stretch my legs, so to speak. No, that's true. That's true. A lot of people. So go, there I was on a tanker. We pulled uh, into New Orleans. We pulled in. Got some horse and some wine. <laughs> dumped some ballast <laughs> into yeah. Lake Pontchartrain, and off we went. Um, but yeah, I just went like down during the day and kind of walked. You were around. a merchant marine. True, that's true. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So you're. Oh, I thought I thought you knew that. That's why you. No, I was. Yeah, why would you bring that shit up? Yeah, that's yes. a really <laughs> spot on. Deep, call. Talk about deep cuts, dog. Deep cut. Yeah, I, I did that. Like, so basically, of you're uh, you're Tom from. Um, the Glass Menagerie. <laughs> yes. uh, David Mack. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So you were a merchant marine? Well, it's I probably was. my favorite play about a merchant marine. Yeah, it's got to be up there. Yeah. Isn't, uh, what was Lifeboat by David Mamet, which almost sunk the Goodman Theater, though. It bombed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was about a merchant marine? There's like, yeah. It was about John Goodman. You really, I mean, if you read the old, like, 50s books, the merchant marine was, it was said more often, the uh, words merchant marine. For sure. Because is there some other name now? Um, no, they still they still call it that. Well, technically it's merchant seaman, but nobody uses that because it sounds gross and disgusting. But like uh, um, the Kerouac days, Jack Kerouac days, and I think uh, that was merchant marine. Yeah, okay. but it was also a different era where it was like stick ships where things would take like weeks to unload and offload. So you pull into like you know Guam or something, and you're hanging out there for a week. That because and, uh, it's not your job Hemingway. to unload it. You're just there no, to get yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. You, you take care of the ship, and then once you get there, the longshoremen, the stevedores. You don't want to cross. So then you, you, just, like, go, you yeah. just go whoring, you go whoring and drinking for a week? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I was, uh, I was off the coast of Africa for a month. Wow. Waiting for like this ship to... Waiting for ransom to be sent. <laughs> waiting for ransom. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were there. I don't know if you guys remember. It was uh, Operation Restore Hope in Somalia. It was, yeah. During the Black Hawk Down era, so I went to I, I was sailed. I was on a ship, and then we went to um, Somalia. When we got there, the load that we were there to pick up, it was like it was not a military ship, but it was in support of uh, the military operation. They didn't have the stuff ready, so we just sailed up to Kenya. 
So I was anchored off the coast of Mombasa, Kenya for about a month and That's incredible. Yeah, I like I rented a motorcycle. I I got a membership to the uh, like a, it's the first and only time I've ever had a caddy. But you wow. can, like play you play a round of golf and it's just like that'll be a dollar sixty and you have a guy with a machete who goes and like gets all your shanks out into the jungle and just I didn't lose a ball and I'm not a good golfer. So romantic. <laughs> so, so you saw to hear about how much of the world I wouldn't have fared well a month off, <laughs> off the coast of Kenya. Yeah. Um, well, when I was, uh, it was basically when I was like 18, I went to junior college for a semester. I dropped out and I sailed from about 19 to 24 before I moved to LA. So I. So you constantly get. Glass Menagerie references. <laughs> I'm, I'm like Tom from Glass Menagerie. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's only a specific did, group of people, yourselves included, that can actually. So did you? Um, I didn't mean. No, to no, please, please. I'm just ahead. curious. Like you went and you did a Merchant Marine, then you're like, I'm gonna go do stand up now. Is that like? Well, I always wanted to do it. I just. I why mean, LA? Um, it just felt like this is where it was happening. He would tell many a body tale on the <laughs> ship. When. Because uh... <laughs> I mean, like you know, I, to me, I'm like. I came here after performing for years, and I kind of was like, Fuck, I should have waited a little bit. Yeah, like, before I moved to L.A., I had never performed. I had never acted or performed stand-up comedy once in my life. Wow. But I just, like, rolled in. I was just like, well, this is where it feels like this is where it's happening, so... That's... I, I, I dig that. I literally fell off the boat, and... What year was that that you arrived um, here? I did it from... I graduated high school in 92, and I started doing it in, like, 93, and I did it till 98. And then I moved here. So I've been here for about 16 years. But my first couple years was uh, East Coast. I was living in New York. And you, when you ship out of the East Coast, it's Africa, Europe and Africa. Mm-hmm. And then I moved back to the West Coast, which is uh, Wilmington, Long Beach. And that's Central South America and the Far East. So I went to Europe, Africa, Japan, Korea, China. You know, so. That's great, man. And then it was also the time of life where I had no responsibilities and it's just like so I would get off a ship and essentially leave the same bag packed and then like go backpack Europe for three months and then come back so it was kind of on and off ships for basically five years is that a union gig too it was a union gig it's the seafarers international union which is AFL-CIO so I've basically been a union member since I've been a teenager I'm very pro-union I am. Irish Catholics from... Come on. Chicago? Gotta be. So you gotta be. My brother was a union organizer. Oh, really? Yeah. I forget which. I Probably Teamsters. Yeah. When but he wasn't was... beating people, <laughs> other people, he was beating me. <laughs> but he wasn't... I had nothing to do with the union skirmish, but... <laughs> he was rehearsing. <laughs> he, was, he was warming up on my skull. Actually, it was during the uh, Bush 2 era. He's like, okay, pretend you're a fucking, you're right. a fucking strike you're a breaker. Yeah. <laughs> All right, lock arms with So me. you're breaking a strike down at the Tribune. Uh, and I'm, of course, me. <laughs> I'm and this take, is my back. And this is my back. And I got my Mickey Finn. I'm playing myself in the scenario. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit, oh, this, this is, is not open. All right, Sunday. we are walking down the sidewalk. We are finding Chandara. It has an A oh, in the window and an open sign. Oh. Next to the A. Okay, so I'm going to. 12:30. They should be open. Hi, how are you? Uh, doing great, thanks. Um, can we sit in the patio? Is that? Yeah, that'd be great. All right. So you're trying to break the line. You're trying. To... <laughs> it's an older brother, I'm assuming, Maddie. Oh uh, yeah, I have five, four. Yeah. Older brothers. Oh great. Thank you. 
one of two brothers I like, get along with. Uh-huh. But I, yeah, it was Bush two era, so it was like they were like a lot of illegal uh, companies coming in and doing construction in in and around Chicago that was not supposed to be happening. And my huh. brother would uh, go kick them off their job site because they weren't supposed to be there. Wow. And then he was getting life threats, and then after a while, he was like, you know, I got kids. I I've never heard it called a life threat before. I've always heard it like a death threat. Oh, death threat. Right. No, no, a life threat he's is a, actually a, more he's an apt. If you're not careful, I'll give you a real good life <laughs> in a better suburb. <laughs> How'd you like to live in Barrington? I or know. the Gold Coast. I'm gonna have okay, so we just... Yes, let's... let's uh, you want to sit in that corner over there? Shadow feels like there's more... Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll give me chance a chance to switch to table mode here. Okay. Oh yeah. This is a great libertarian patio. It's got about Quiet. about forty umbrellas covered about twenty sat in the one place where there was just straight up sunlight on my face. <laughs> what do you like in the in the from the uh, Chandari? Come to Chandara. Do you know what's really good is uh, I just pulled to Chicago and missed Chandari. 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 Oh, you Chandari. got the Chandari. All right, so uh, so Maddie, here's what we're going to do. You try and break the line and uh, <laughs> and organize the seamstresses. <laughs> I'm going in there and uh, I'm gonna take out your fucking knees. You go first. You take the beating, so they get tired out, and then uh, it'll be easier for the bigger guys to take them down. In this scenario, you're Sally Field. You stand up on the sword and shoot. He's like, he just pushes you to to break. You know, I mean, that would be good if he sent you in undercover. I mean, I always wondered though, because I I guess we're just all very conditioned to union movies from like. 50s or 40s because I don't think it's really it's not as much like that as it was like in because the unions don't exist anymore Mike that's why we got nobody to beat up because there's nobody to organize but is that I don't know how my Chicago went to Canada is that still true about the whole thing like that there's like uh, strange violence and stuff I don't know I mean my brother got his life threatened or death threatened death threatened I've walked a, a union line or two in my, in my life uh, for AFL-CIO, which is like the Seafarers International Union, and then they would say like, hey, we're, you know, sympathizing or supporting, you know, the longshoremen or the grocery store people or, you know, and then writer strike too, which is also, I mean, SAG is AFL-CIO. Oh, is it? So, yeah, <clears throat> I've been... AFL-CIO for more than half my life. Really? Yeah. Does it, when you, like, so if you go SAG, is there, like, does it make it easier on you if you were? Mm, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any connection. There's no carryover. Yeah, and also, too, when I was shipping out, I I didn't care about, when you're, like, 19, you know, like, what what am I, let's talk about my pension benefits. She's like, well, whatever. You're like, let's say I want to become an actor. (laughs) Will can I join the the SAG after? (laughs) Well, you could just like uh, when there's no pilot season, you could just go and work on a boat. You could just yeah. then come. Then back. you get a pilot the next right. year because you're so romantic, and everybody's right. like, "Wow, this guy's got a real life." Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. And ironically you're enough, welcome. a pilot is. Uh, um, I haven't really looked quite yet, so maybe um, a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. Sure. Hello, hello. That's what you do. Oh, you've got fancy. I guess I'll have one of those. Okay, make it two. Twist the. I'm good. I'm a good Let one alcoholic things. inspire the other. Yes. This is being recorded. Classic dog. enabling. Anybody who's listened to my podcast knows I'm a fucking drunk. <laughs> I'm a classic savvy y'all blank. 
No, a pilot is, uh, uh, when you go into a port, a pilot is a guy who is the master of that port. And when your ship is off the coast, they'll take him out on a, on a little like speedboat and then he climbs up the ladder and he'll take over the bridge because he knows the port so well where every rock is, where every channel is. And so oh, wow. he'll basically take over a ship from the captain and say like, you know. To dock it. To dock it. Yeah, to dock I, it. When I was up in Astoria, Oregon, that their, uh, well, I don't know what you call it, bay or whatever, is so dangerous that the, because it's a big fishing town, mm-hmm. that the, they have air pilots by air guide people in because it's that. It's like the most dangerous yeah. waters in the world. Like I believe that. It's yeah, like, that's... So I, everybody's very resilient. Humanity is so resilient coming up co- with ideas on how to fish in places that obviously you should not. <laughs> I interviewed a couple of the fishermen. <laughs> they don't want and obviously, I mean, you worked on something. This is like a danger. It's more yeah, danger you must in have your seen life. Some dangerous bullshit out there in the water. Yeah. Are you like out in the middle of nowhere, ocean? Yes. How is that? Like that seems terrifying. To um, me. Do you take a lot of Ativan? I take a lot of Ativan. Drink a lot of Sauvignon Blanc. Um, I, you know what? Honestly, I didn't even really think about it. The, the biggest. You were so. I was young, and also like the biggest. My first job, uh, I sailed into the North Atlantic, and it was the biggest. Like seas, not only that I ever been in, because I was never like a boating guy. I just it was a job that I kind of stumbled ass and into, and, and but it was the North Atlantic. It was the middle of winter, and it was like sixty foot swells, where you know that feeling of like when a roller coaster drops down and your heart's like, <sighs> it, it's like that, but like for like a few seconds as you're going as you're going down the back of a, a wave wow. and. Waves don't break in the middle of the ocean. They actually need a shoreline to break. So they're just, they're called swells when they're out there. So it's just really big. And there comes a time when... And you're on like a billion pound ship. Billion pound ship. Yeah, that's probably like... with like immensely. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. And you're not, you're not, um, you give up on trying to get to your destination. And what you have to do is you just put the bow right into the, directly into the swell. Because if, if it hits you on the beam, which is inside, you're gonna roll over. So you have to like turn the ship directly into the swells and just kind of like ride it out. And you take the rudder down and you go like five knots and you just, you hang out. But I remember, oh no, I was just gonna say, taking like all my stuff, because also that feeling of weightlessness, it really can lift you up and you leave your feet. And then when it comes back down, you're in a different place than where you were standing. So you're like, oh my God. So taking like all my clothes, my life jackets, and literally pushing them under my mattress so that it pins me against the wall so that, you know, you don't roll out of bed when you're trying to sleep. And it's like that for like four days, five days. Like you kind of get used to that, right? (sighs) Or no? That level of I would say what the funniest part is like the just lack of precision and delivery dates of these <laughs> items that you're bringing. It's like, the shoes are okay, gonna it's like everybody. all the antibiotics are going to be there on the 21st. <laughs> and then it's like, no, they're not. It's hey, like, everybody, we're going to be a few days late. So we're gonna some be, of you are going to die. We're going to be nine months late because we're in, like, Puerto Rico now. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Bad oh, waters? No, the food's I mean, cheap I'm sure here. And the are, it's just, like, getting that much shit all over the world is very hard. Logistics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what kind of wave does it take for a boat to tip over? That's like the because like a sixty foot swells. Yeah, like that's how do they? If it hits you on the beam, you're you're fucked. That's that's it. Yeah, that's it. But if you go bow into it, but also too, there there were times where I was like I'm like sailing through Alaska and you go through a pod of like two hundred killer whales that are all kind of like 
breaching and you're just like ah, and you're standing down there like on the bridge wing just like looking down at them almost choking up I mean I'm talking about it right now I'm getting goosebumps man unbelievable did you sing shanty songs constantly <laughs> no, was there a, is there any no. sort of tradition of that no. anymore no I would love that is there a hazing a boat hazing uh, there's something called a shellback when What's you that? cross the equator they um, for the first kinda, time yeah the first time you cross the equator they'll, they'll kind of like frat haze you but it's very it's very tame it's very the coolest thing I remember was there's a, you know the ocean has phosphorence and you know we, we ever see like the like the yeah, tide yeah. and how it like when the wave crashes it looks like it's um, like a fi- kind of a fireworks show there's something on the ship called the bulbous bow which is a big um, thing that's underneath the water that keeps it and stable but that pushes and it's underneath the water but that breaks up the phosphorence so you're like looking down and it's literally like there's explosions underwater of just this um, neon phosphorus it's indescribable it's pretty amazing what is it like to like okay it's nighttime and you're in the middle of it must just be the darkest yeah and also sometimes it can't uh, be any worse than being alone in Glendale huh Mark? <laughs> <laughs> not darker than one of your conversations <laughs> not darker than my new album yeah. <laughs> available uh, March 15th everyone <laughs> had, yeah to be alone so there in you the are in the middle of the ocean might as well be in my apartment <laughs> That's so, I mean, but yeah, it must be haunting in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Um, Existential, maybe. Yeah. Uh, He's I, like, I'm a, I'm a balanced guy, so it kind of didn't affect me. Unlike you, Dwyer. What did you change? Change the channel. Yeah. <laughs> well, unlike I'm just, you. I'm fascinated. Oh no, I'm like amazed by it because I think it's yeah. such a yeah. You just would I just would have never thought to do that, and that's what as I was mentioning the book before about yeah. like the Merchant Marine. It's like something you read about in a Eugene O'Neill thing. <laughs> it was, I, I didn't really have a, a big calling to the sea. Uh, I've told the story before, but uh, I was at a party. I was like, I was I was taking my first semester of junior college. I went to uh, uh, this junior college. I was a cashier at an office depot. And I was taking one class because I couldn't take any more. I couldn't matriculate. And I was just like, oh my God, what am I doing? And I met a guy at a party and he was showing a video of he and his friends riding rickshaws around Thailand. And he was like my age. And I was like, so what, what are you and now? And so he just kind of introduced me and I met the right people. And I went to a training for, for about six months in, in Maryland. And then my first job was that Africa job I was telling you about um, for Operation Restore Hope. I was on a military ship. But it you're, was, you're, I have no regrets at all. You know? it's a Tom oh, Waits, you've lived a Tom Waits song. <laughs> Did you did you ever get into it like just because you know I mean you're in like weird countries like yeah. dangerous situations like somebody take you for your dough? I never got rolled. I never did. People did. Um, Probably one did. time we were in uh, Gibraltar and some guy didn't make the ship, and I don't know what happened to him. That was only once though. That was only once in all my in all my time. And they yeah. just did. They're like, fuck it, we gotta go. We gotta go. And then the guy's like, I gotta fly a new And then the guy sees the ship leaving and he's like, oh well, I'll get another <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> you think he gives a fuck? <laughs> that guy? As he's like, yeah, he's has like, a oh, knife to his throat. Darn it. Oh, God, God, God. I'm yeah, sure I they like, like some guys I'm just, sure they like direct deposit your money if like, or you just get fired. You know, that guy didn't get paid, you don't think. You, you, get a, you can get a draw, which is an advance on your, your thing from the captain. They have some money there. But mostly when you get, when you finish a job, they, they break that's, you off and that's it. 
in so cash. You don't have to spend like, money but it's like you a contract. You, you can get a cat. Uh, you can get it in cash. You but do you sign like a contract for this the duration of the thing? No, it's only um, you can only uh, you can do four months on a ship before you have to get off and vacate the job for another union member. So you can go four months on, but then you you get off and then you register your card and you move on to like another ship. Well, wow, there's some like random. Yeah. Super creepy dude Because that seems like The ideal I thing Of like do. I'm a serial rapist Let's do this for a living I'm sure That's I'm sure that that is, I mean you've heard The term comics. salty dogs <laughs> they, they are Yeah but only in fiction fuck. And Right <laughs> But like as Music a Music of 300 years ago <laughs> As a 19 year old kid Was Like were you Relatively sheltered Like were you like I'm from the suburbs of, Like I mean that's like A mind blowing world So no if you're pretty No I kind of I can yeah, I just kind of embraced what it was. I don't, I don't remember but being in, too shy. Oh yeah. yeah what was the I world like before, out. though? Like, um, my parents didn't travel. They didn't. The thing is, I, I mean, I love my parents, but I, they didn't really provide me with a lot of guidance. But on the other side of the coin, they didn't talk me out of ideas that I wanted to do. That's cool. That's, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Oh, shadows. We did not look at Oh, my, oh my God. That's what happens Ocean when you're having good conversation. That's right. Um, uh, have you written... Do you do anything about that in your stand-up? Not really. I talked about it a little bit on my last album about, like, um, going to Africa and, like, being the only white guy. In, um, that's got to be... You know, it was really it was really interesting. And I likened it to being a hot chick that people just, like had to take a second to look at on the street. <gasps> you? Yeah, like, yeah, like people would elbow their friends, like, you know, and like going to Shanghai. Wouldn't it be great if their society was reversed too and the cops stop you every... <laughs> <laughs> you have someone that, you're someone that matches our description. <laughs> what are you talking about? <sighs> Just stop and frisk. Does is stop and frisk still exist? It's still a thing. Because I thought the new... Wait, they don't have a new mayor yet, do they? Uh, in Chicago or no, New York? No, New York. Chicago, they, they never needed stop and frisk. They just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> they had stop and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> they did. That. Are you guys both Chicago guys? Is that yeah. how you know each other? Uh, yeah, yes. we did. We started I mean, off together. Cool. Where was that? Chicago. Chicago. Oh, I ran like a show. Yes. Well, we met at a we met at a, a benefit for some theater company, and we both noticed there was no beer. <laughs> and, and I'm not kidding you I feel like we were instant friends from that moment on yes we became friends quickly cool. and then we used to do I had done Second City but I wasn't doing I, I sort of got back into stand-up and I had a show that uh, I started a show and he and I would do bits together all the time for the show like open up the show with like a sketch or a weird yeah. comedy team thing we did a lot of stuff together we'd get together day of show and like just come up with some dumb idea and amazing so it was all really been, very really good. binge drink yeah. actually some of it was really no I think it was very funny I told Allison Lane we were doing something on the album she was like sunshine and lollipops remember your oh, haircut place <laughs> wait it was his idea but no it was I think it was just like you know I think when you start doing comedy you're like well you have to have like a Hitler sketch <laughs> So Absolutely. It, it was just a barber, bar, two barbers who would give everybody Hitler mustaches. That was, <laughs> that was, I thought bad. it was really it's funny. It's probably stolen from something. But then, so, but then somewhere along the line, we broke into Sunshine and Lollipops. Because they were really happy about this, and everybody was so sad that they got this, this that haircut. That's so great. Anyway. It was, a lot of it was heavily blue It's hard, blue to, it's hard you know too. what? Sure. It's hard to tell. 
uh, it's hard to tell an old bit and make it funny. Well, you know what's from '98. I, I think it's so true. It's like it's better to like have your old catalog and like, well, I wouldn't do that now or that doesn't work anymore than to have it from '98 and be like, it's still gold. Yeah, well, you yes. know, maybe it's it was delusional. Maybe it was, maybe it was twenty years ahead of its time. Yeah, but I know. But some of the things, wasn't. some of the, <laughs> the weird Abbott and Costello thing we did, I thought was pretty funny. Like, my wife is the dentist. No, yeah, we had some good. We did throwback. a lot of vaudeville. We had takes. a lot of vaudeville throwback stuff. Great, I love that shit. Which Me is too. why we're so modernly, uh, you know, <laughs> we're it's so prevalent now. <laughs> we're bringing back the cat skills. Yeah, one hotel at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't play blue. That's not one of those. Hey, this is a hard, hard soul shoe club. What? Yeah, I have. I th- yeah, binders full of sketches that I look back I on wish now. I still like, had oh, that boy. stuff. Do you have any of it? Only in my mind. Only in my mind. That was in the floppy disk days. Yeah. Is that what this? I don't think I had a computer at that point. Well, we would use the Second City computer. Yes, that a, was. I had an office at the time. Mm-hmm. I wrote corporate comedy for a bit. Cool. No. Yeah. Brought really down well. three corporations. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I made corporate it. destruction yeah. comedy. <laughs> I worked at, like it was kind of pseudo freelance, and like I worked, made a lot of money, and I got nothing to show for it except the mound of CDs and liver trouble. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if you can make a go of it in the arts, I always say turn your mind into money. Nobody does that. Not nobody, but it's a it's oh, yeah. rarefied air, for sure. I was lucky enough. I mean, I worked at Second City for years, and then I stopped working there as an actor, and the guy who ran the corporate side was like, come do this. And I was like, oh, I don't have to wait tables. Yeah. And just write dumb sketches, and they would say, like, well, Tom Hanahan loves golf, so make sure you make a Tom Hanahan golf joke. And right. like, I'm like, I don't even know what, what the fuck I'm writing. Right. <laughs> there was times where I was like, I was, I don't know, was it, Tom was, Hanahan is a child molester. Yeah, no, 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 we had guys trying trouble. to do that. Oh, like, oh hey, to yeah. set you up. And well, make they bad jokes. no, no, they would like one guy. They tried to out a guy once. Oof. Like they're like, hey, he's gay. Can you make a joke about him? I was like, no. It's like terrifying. This is Nothing worse than black ice at a corporate yeah. gig. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to win you back, am I? No, you're not. No, you're not. They must have been joking. No. They're just like drunk. You know, sometimes it would be like off in the middle of like Arizona, like some kind of like hotel or resort and just like... <laughs> Mount Airy Lodge. And I was at my probably angriest in life. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> but when somebody gives you an improv suggestion, they're so bizarre. You know, like right. that is like too much. Right. Uh, I can't improvise that. Sorry. I... <laughs> there is an improviser's code. They came, code. Back, they came like... backstage of like, hey, so-and-so's gay. Wouldn't it be great to make fun? I was like, no. I have a you suggestion? ever done corporate stand-up? I have. I've done corporate stand-up, improv. Um, yeah, I, I did improv sketch and stand-up. I do all three of the, the doctrines, the triad of comedy. Uh, but the corporate stuff, I'm minimal improv, mostly stand-up. Yeah, like where you cater your act, or you just do your a little bit. I mean, I remember doing something for like it was like the the um, Ventura, the city of Ventura, Water and Power, or something. And like it was like two in the afternoon, and there was <laughs> there were people who literally know. like not just like the the um, you know the the top people. It was like the people that actually like went and fixed water pipes, you know. So they were coming in for their lunch banquet. It was like a Christmas thing and. Some people were, they were all like dirty and kind of sweaty. And, and we were having a, the, the comedy show. And then after the comedy show was the raffle. 
that they had, and they had some like some nice prizes. But I was like, all right, after the comedian, there's a raffle, and the only thing they cared about was a raffle. So I'm just like sitting there doing like a half an hour. Lunch based stand up oh. has been proven time and time again not to work. <laughs> In the banquet of some country yeah, club. Yeah, I never yeah, made it to the lunch boom. circuit. I did the breakfast circuit for five years. I yeah. just think it was, there is some element of nighttime to the whole being silly. and Because you know they had to go back to work, too. I remember yeah. like see, looking out in the crowd. And then they're just thinking about your act for the rest of the day. And I mean, whether or not. Uh, <laughs> any couples here? We're co-workers. Oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing like three or four people. Who were they asleep. don't let us have sex with each other. We're co-workers. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> I need a suggestion for a location. The garbage. The garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Underground. Yeah. Fixing pipes. Have you guys thought about what you're having? I think I'm just going to get the pad thai. I mean, so I was kind of like, I'm like, I know it's... Pad thai. I feel like bad, though, because I'm like, every white guy orders the pad thai, right? Spicy right. beef salad is very good. Spicy um, beef. Pate is good. Okay, I'm gonna mix they it have, up. They have pets on you. I couldn't see them. I think you just say it, and then they they will bring it. I've had it here before. Yeah, I remember when I first moved to Los spicy? Angeles, thinking about going to here, there. Chicago and like spicy doing the second city and IO and really? and all that stuff. Yeah, just because, like I said before, I had no like no training at all aside from the desire to to perform in some way. I think for for a lot of people. To start up, if you're starting off comedy, I always say go to fucking Chicago. Yeah, because it's there's so many, and it's even more than when we were there. Like somebody was telling me, there's like a ton of storefront theaters that are like, it's like a real creative booming city right now. Yes, it is. I, every show I go back to, it's. I mean, the comics are much better than when we were there than us. <laughs> I know. I see. Sure. Like, I mean, somebody, I'm always like that. Just like just everyone's so talented. Everyone, and it's very, it's everyone's very excited. Yeah, which is a beautiful thing. That to see. helps. That's also, they're all in their 20s, like... There's that, too. Like, I was, like, at an open mic the other night, and everyone, like, they're just, I was like, oh, But we were in was, our 20s, and we weren't that funny. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> just to have that, like, just like, oh, I'm just, every night of the week, yeah, gonna go to thing. Yeah, positivity like, and support of, like, very, of, of a large group, I think. Is the I believe it's called a scene, it is if a scene. I'm not mistaken. No. Just go out and, you know, and also now, it's... I don't. I still probably go out like three, four times a week, but I don't go out seven nights a week. You know, I'm married. I'm gonna, you know, go out to dinner with my wife and go to a movie. And hey, are you guys ready? I believe so. Sure. And on your word, I'm gonna do the beef salad. What is that? Oh, the spicy beef salad is I quite do that. nice. Yeah. Sure. Make it two. That would be great. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Could I have uh, or the what chicken pad thai? I like the spicy beef salad as well. I can't figure out how to close your menu. <laughs> so is it weird if I don't get the spicy? No, you gotta be on Whatever you want, we'll share. Wow, we'll share. Um, I'm gonna get uh, beef pad sayu. Oh, okay, beef pad sayu. Sure. All right. Cool. Anything else? Um, no, I'm good with the water. Thank thanks. you. Thank you. Um, also, spicy beef salad sounds like something you'd order at a like a male brothel or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's quite my good. friend's first time. He wants the spicy beef salad. <laughs> It, you is know what a, I mean? it is a sexual move. <laughs> Give him the Pagliacci. <laughs> what, wait, what? Yeah. You were saying like the ads for this place come off like a kind of borderline brothel Yeah. Come to I've heard Shandana. people say that though. I mean, well, we can't say talk about a place like that. Oh. And we're, for the record, we're the only people here. Oh, yeah. No, there's humans inside. 
I think they work here. Their ads reminded me of like uh, basic cable ads in New York City. 100%. Like that weird. Like, oh. just like Nobody beats the Wiz. <laughs> what? Think, well, there's an upholstery commercial in Los Angeles that still is played constantly. And it is from 1982. And I really, just with the modern ability to make something so quickly, why is this upholstery place still have that commercial? Is it because it's now funny again? Right. Is I don't think really the place... From- they, yeah, they no, realize it's, it's ironic. Yeah, they, they, don't. They, don't, they probably don't realize that. There's that guy in the commercials here who keeps comparing himself to uh, Larry David, and he looks nothing like Larry David. Huh. Like, he does these weird sort of uh, curvy your enthusiasm commercials. He's like, I look like Larry. It's like, you don't look like Larry David. Oh. You're bald. It's, it's an L.A. commercial. It is. So it's a deluded person. <laughs> <laughs> Much like most of the residents of this fair city. Oh, the thing that gets somebody me call the police. There's a deluded person on the loose. <laughs> I got somebody matching your description. Yeah. A deluded person. Completely delusional. Made up a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Claims he's going to be famous someday. <laughs> Real sad to watch. I love. Have you seen Grizzly Man? Of course. Where of that course. guy? Because that guy always claims he was like he was. It was between him and Woody Harrelson for Cheers, and I'm like, I probably not. Right. He seen well, in a certain way, it was. It was, you know, all of us were up against, you know, Woody from Cheers in a certain way. Right. Like, probably the whole city at that point was up against Woody Harrelson for that part because it was a big part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, it's so easy to say, like, oh, I just missed. Oh, yeah. You've done so many auditions. Do you audition a lot or anything? So, yeah, we've all done auditions where it's like, you see the movie and you're like, oh, I auditioned for that dumb part in that movie. And you're like, I think you tell yourself that. I'm so still waiting to hear. But if you don't want to, yeah, if you want to, it's so easy to sound like that guy by saying, I auditioned for that. I could have made the screaming Viking. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a deep cut from Cheers? You guys remember that? No. My girlfriend's been watching Too deep. it on too deep, too deep. Too deep. Basically, uh, it was when Coach had just passed away, and Woody came in and was going to be the replacement bartender, but didn't really know the drinks. And then they had this like hotshot guy who graduated from bartending school, and Kirstie Alley uh, wanted to hire him over over Woody. And Sam said, "I bet someone's going to come in and order a drink you don't know." He's like, "Impossible." And so Norm and Cliff and, they, and Paul, they all come in. They're like, "Yeah, screaming Viking," and. Woody's like, would you like the cucumber bruised? Oh, slightly. That'd be great. So they set him up to, you know, the screaming Viking. Not to sound old, but they don't make sitcoms that good anymore. No, the Charles Brothers, they don't. Kelly's been, my girlfriend's like, we'll watch them often on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're so good. And they hold up, too. They do. A lot. Of, I think a lot of the shows, and not all of them, of course, but like, like the network stuff I watch, it's super base. You know, it's just like, it's hey, come over here. That's what she said. Yes. Like, God. I I it's not but a, those it are the funniest human like a... jokes. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> like, do you ever hear anybody in um, normal conversation going beyond those jokes? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think so, honestly. Well, I, have I, think a friend, we might have a I have a friend who's like, palette. you know what happened the other day? I was so surprised because I was talking to my friend from uh, college and for probably the past 15 years, he's been making the same uh, Cable Guy references. And he's just been making the same Cable Guy jokes all the time for 20 years. And everyone's like, well, here comes the Cable Guy reference. Right. And he's like, the other day was the first time I've hung out with him in so long where he didn't make one Cable Guy reference. <laughs> and so, like, this guy's top of the comedy was, like, 
I'm going to make a Jim Carrey joke. Right. But then eventually he just settled into the fact, he's like, I don't have to be the guy making the, the jokes. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can just, just quote other people who have been funny. Which movies. isn't, I'm n- nothing against this guy, but it's like, you don't, I don't know what I'm trying having to say. Not, having, having not known who you're talking about, fuck that guy. No, <laughs> I'm just saying we think a lot more about jokes than everybody yeah. else. <laughs> I'd rather say nothing than have something clunk. Yeah, exactly. Even like with somebody's mom, or yeah. something, which is so weird. Oh. Like always thinking that somebody's got to laugh. Yeah, well, I we think. have to think about our jokes. Like, because if we make a joke socially that blows, everybody lets you know you really just right. sucked at it. Like, right. like you won't let me slide. Right. You, but really, you mock me personally. You, but you've spent your life thinking about it. <laughs> so, like, you better be better at it. <laughs> Everybody else is like thinking about other shit. They're not thinking about what's going to make everybody laugh in the next five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we like think about our jokes and what, where our next drink is coming. Well, they're both valid questions. Sure, yeah. <laughs> what's so funny about not drinking? Yeah, and nothing. What, what is so funny about being unfunny? Yeah, nothing. I remember uh, when we were like hanging out in Denver. And we uh, we ended up walking for like twenty minutes to some party. Yes, you remember that? Yes, it was of from, course. From, from some show to some party, and it was just such a pleasant evening. It, and was. it was just like and Denver stuff like that fun. happens because because comedy. Yeah, no, I you love. Know? I mean, that's that's why you think about these things on end <laughs> perpetually. <laughs> Me too. I remember that party. There was like a wolf. Not a not a real wolf, but like a dog that looked exactly like a wolf. It was just kind of like running around. I was like, that okay. dog might kill someone. At Pretend some like it's <laughs> not a wolf. Was it a random like somebody from the club? Saying, it was, hey, it was a comedian's mm-hmm. party, I think. Some comics party, but I, I, it was like street club. That was oh, my first time. Sorry, I was like three in the morning. You know, your standard festival. Oh, festival party. Festival I just said like walk. Just let's walk to a party. Random. I called him one morning. I was like, let's meet in Denver and walk the streets <laughs> until we find a decent party. <laughs> let's make our own party. Well, yeah. like, sometimes the club people, like, well, like, when we were in Utah, they invited, like, just some, like, hillbilly-ish type lady. He was like, oh, we're having a party. We're not supposed to invite you guys to a party, but we're having a party. And, like, the chick was hitting on the headliner, and he's like, ah, oh, I'm married. She's like, hey, we'll keep it a secret. Like it's okay. That is such a good offer. It's so funny that somebody's like already you we're already covering up the affair. <laughs> do you know how to keep a secret? So do I. I've kept like twenty. I've real had, good. I've yeah. slept with most of the headliners. But do you went, did you go to the party? Fuck no. Because no. yeah, I've been to some tough. really weird parties after shows that are really funny that you know you don't they don't live up to what your imagination thought they would be, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped doing that post show hang. Even oh, if no, it's at the yeah. bar like next door, like, hey, we're just going over to McGillicuddy's for a cold one. Just like, it gets I hate time. talking about myself. Yeah. To strangers. That's really yeah. not my. So, where are you from? Oh, so, I'm from, I'm going to kill myself. And then you do, well, if you yeah. start asking questions the other way, what that happens then, you never know. Right. <laughs> You know, get towns like you go. You go to towns like this much. That's what we get a lot. Huh? Yeah. So, I mean, it ain't Hollywood. It's like, yeah, I don't live in Hollywood. <laughs> I figure enjoy life until the race wars. Am I right? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Want to see my guns? <laughs> well, yeah, no, wait, no. Yeah, it's tough. I, mean, I, I play different shows than you guys. <laughs> I guess. 
Nobody even wants to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah, you know. We played a small town in Missouri, like a 2,000 people, 3,000 maybe. At your show or in the town? We played in this town for this town. <laughs> That's a very valid question. <laughs> yeah. 3,000 people in the theater. It was great. Only 400 seats. Right. But in, it was in, like what, a Where is it? Springfield or something? It or was uh, St. Louis. It was Tipton. It was David Keckner's hometown. Oh, cool. But it was a uh, very different world. Right. And everybody was just kind of like, Keckner, he's not that funny. <laughs> like it was just that like, my daughter's funnier than her. Be, like they yeah, were just like they were like, we're not going to let him get away with it. <laughs> that is an impossible. Sometimes people are like, there's there's just no impressing some people. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, some people love you, and some people hate you, for the exact same reason. And most of the people just don't think about you at all. <laughs> right. They're too busy <laughs> thinking about I cable think, guy. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> that's in Bartlett. Cable yeah. guy. <laughs> Thanks for letting me slam dunk. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even. I think I saw that movie. Maybe it's half. so good. I was. I, I mean, but I, I, it's so funny when. I mean, that's you know, that's what I'm. And I think that was, if if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, it was Ben Stiller's directorial debut, or yeah. up there as one. It of was so first. good. I thought it was at the time. I just thought it was the most, and I still think it's hysterical. It's a little too dark for humans to be like a big broad comedy. I think. But didn't it do extremely well though? Or no? It did well over time. Was it time. too dark? I don't remember. Like what made it dark? It was just a little strangely grim. Mm-hmm. It was about a stalker. Yeah. You know. Oh, the cable guy wants to be his pal, right? And it's Matthew Broderick? Yeah. Yeah. Seemingly a match made in heaven. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, I saw, uh, and congrats, your, you and Ken Jeong, the ABC pilot. Oh, wow, yes. Amazing, to dude. I believe pilot. it was in Deadline Hollywood. Yes, it was. Yay. Oh, you really achieved if you're in Deadline you made Hollywood. It, buddy. Congrats. <laughs> so glad you still have time to eat at Shandara. After I guess all so. This shit. I guess so. Um, no, yes, that's very exciting. Dude, I, I still watch that video, uh, you two at the, at the bar. Wow, yes. All the time. Yes. It's hilarious. Thank you. Yes, thank you. That video still <laughs> a gift. Yeah, comes up. Mm-hmm. People bring it up. Somebody came up to me and was like, because I, you know, I was the bartender in that. Not to make it about me. That's but why I'm I wanted the... to bring it up. <laughs> I wanted to find a way to But I'm like, people still are like, hey, you that guy. What's the I name still, of the You work at that fucking so bar. I still work at that fucking bar. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Yep. And if you go on Saturday afternoons, it's basically exactly the scenario that occurs in the video. Really? What, uh, how, many mil- how many millions of hits does yeah. that have? Trillions. Trillions of it hits. It does, Wow, right? hey, look at this. That was pre uh, where you could put advertising on it. Did you get one of those as well? Oh, I think that's Oh, that's, that's, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's okay, I could do that. That's pretty amazing. Could I another one, too? Oh, uh, good. I'm good, thank you. Oh, we don't have... Oh great! Yeah, set up. Thank you. You're welcome. Set up. When it is that's a that, that's no, correct. No, no, I know. I, I, I was going to ask if you've, yeah. if you've worked in the uh, in the I, industry. I the only time I ever really waited tables was when I was in high school. I used to work at a Swenson's ice cream parlor. Did you have to wear a hat? And I. <laughs> Uh, when I was behind the fountain, I had to wear like I had to wear like a paper hat yes. with the blue, you know. The paper uh, hat serves no purpose. <laughs> no. It's like is it you know like health code stuff. Right. I don't understand why that would serve any purpose. But no. I think it was just the fifties. Things yeah. were different. Right. It was a soda jerk, but that was like one of my first. 
not my first job, but um, it was up there. And I was I washed dishes, and then I got promoted to the guy that scooped ice cream. And then my last promotion before the place went out of business was waiting tables. And I didn't. I never my I never grew up eating at restaurants with my family. So I was just I like, well, I got to write down what they, you know, what they want, and then and bring it to them. I can do that. But uh, your okay. family was anti-restaurant. No, we were poor. Oh, really? <laughs> we're <just> anti-money. <laughs> That's a smart place. <laughs> Wait, you know what? Either. If it wasn't so hard to be anti-money, I think everybody would be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking so anti-money. I, it's only caused grief. Was it the blue-collar family? or? My dad was a pastor. Oh, really? So when we grow up, it was very... So you get you paid know, in a different currency. Well, not on this earth. Well, heavenly. Yeah, yes, no, that's what I'm saying. Heavenly currency is not cashable yeah. uh, on this planet. When we get to heaven, oh, I'm going to be oh, you're rich. You're wealthy already. <laughs> so does the church live... Do you guys... Would you live off of solely the donations? The Dropbox? Um, what do they call it? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, he had a, he had a salary. Dropbox is a movie things. rental system? <laughs> we live solely off Redbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Dropbox. Dropbox is a file sharing service? <laughs> Actually, it's not even, that was called Hightail. If Thank I'm not you. mistaken. You're welcome. Oh, that looks amazing. Um, yeah, so he, I mean, he had a, he had a salary, but I mean, when we were like. Oh, dog, please. Uh, oh, wow, look at that. I might have a noodle in Like, people would Are bring by there? food and clothes to our. Because I'm one of four kids, so there were six of us. And, uh, you know, when you're growing up, you don't really know that you're not wealthy. You just, you know, and especially too, like in the Midwest, all my friends were that too. And they're like farmers' kids. And so, you know, you don't, you don't spend time thinking about that you don't have a lot of money you're just yeah. you're wearing your brother's hand-me-down tough skins that have been patched and you just go outside and play kick the can until the sun goes down yeah we're in the Midwest my family moved here from North Dakota actually was I was born in Hawaii and then I lived in Iowa Nebraska Colorado but the last move before California was uh, uh, North Dakota and then I finished high school actually in Orange County and um, then you know started shipping out why do pastors get moved around a lot? Is it? I don't know. What? Uh, what was it? What church? Lutheran. 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 Is that like a? I think so if you're Canutian, you have to be a Lutheran. I think that's it's built in. I that's why <laughs> Minnesota seems like you isn't. Uh, Minnesota. One of my brothers was born there. It's I never like, have you there. been on um, that show yet? The Oh, Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> isn't that like he's all Lutheran? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's like a. It's a very, but it is a very sweet. Religion in some ways, right? Or not? Re- I don't know what. Lutherans I don't know. Mean. I think it's like Reformed Catholicism. They have a lot of the same traditions, but I don't know. So it's like it's like you kind of work for the, the company in a way. Like so, they were like, "All right, we need you in Ohio," and they. I don't you really out. know. I mean, when you're a kid, you don't really get the inside baseball of your dad's gig. You just like know, like, "All right, we're out. Pull up the stakes." Think about your friends. We're gonna do do it again. And you're was too young to say like I'm gonna finish up here or I'm gonna stay. Yeah. I mean, moving to California was amazing. It was great. I really I didn't like it at first because I wanted to stay and hang out with my friends and I would miss them and everything. But had I not lived here before, I don't know if I would have like like you guys moved here from another place where I already had uh, you know. Uh, uh, support system because my parents still live in uh, they live in Huntington Beach so they're pretty close 
Is he still pasteurized? No, he pasteurized. So that he can uh, keep milk longer and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and help the stale. They're both retired. Oh. My mom so now is he just totally going fucking ape shit and going crazy and being really dark? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> was that would be like the day you retire from being a pastor. You're like, well, honey, <laughs> I'm going to start gambling. I'm going to start whoring. <laughs> no, they're still very um, religious and conservative. But that, that worked out very serendipitously that you uh, live... 20 miles from where they, you know what I mean? You ended yeah. up in the same spot almost. Yeah, I but mean. But almost because of what you do. It's true. Doing. It's not because of that. You know, it's very nice. I could just be one of those guys, like if I stayed in uh, Iowa, that I just was in Iowa, and just like, well, you know what? I'm going to be the funny vice principal of the school. You know? The oh, idea, there's the still time. <laughs> Someone's getting just, fired as vice principal right now. <laughs> He's not funny <laughs> just enough. Just hang out around the school. <laughs> For a couple weeks, and they're like, "Hey, you look sound of mind. You look great. You look Shall the vice principal uh, open mic." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many? The principal has to. It's like is the bad cop. The vice principal is the good cop, who's really funny and charming. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, you set up the kid for the principal to expel him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets to be the guy who's like. Listen, I'm on your side. So yeah. tell me now, and we'll go easy on you. Even in your hypothetical, you didn't go for principal. You went for vice principal. You're, you've got humility. <laughs> a, gr- a good Lutheran. <laughs> if you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. Learn to be the servant of somebody, at least. <laughs> be, uh, besides God. <laughs> maybe a principal. Yeah, maybe a principal. Maybe a vice principal. <laughs> or a CEO. You could be yeah. there as a secretary. I still get that. I mean, when you think about like acting and all that stuff, you get typecast as the thing that you look like all the time. You know, you like, get Lutheran. <laughs> <laughs> you could get like um, definitely get wholesome man. They always do that like Walmart dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I say uh, um, I have a joke where it's like. Please. Um, uh, oh, maybe I'll try that. Yeah, that's no, good. I'm and please good. Help, help help yourself with this too. Where I get excited if I get the audition for Dust Bowl Farmhand. Because you're like, all right. We were there. We have the same thing too, Mike. You know? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Like a man fleeing Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, I don't th- I think that, it, well, I've talked before about the, uh, you know, there's a lot of looks that people just don't like looking at. One of them is gingers. And that's why I've been, you know, left out of the Hollywood game basically that's not because true. of my red beard i'm serious <laughs> really let you in front of the camera oh yeah more water would be great i feel like there's a lot of red beards in the <laughs> making a joke <laughs> it's your beard isn't bushy Thank enough you. okay no there are a lot of there are a lot of variables that per- perhaps i have not perfected <laughs> i remember seeing your uh, asian baby video on the uh, funny or die hbo show wow that was fucking great yeah that was um, i remember one time after that came out, I got an email from a man, and he said, I adopted an Asian baby, and I think your video is racist. And he uh, laid into me for making fun of adoption. Wow. And I realized that... There's nothing about adoption in your soul. Well, no, it's just like such a perspective-based thing where you're like, this guy was looking at it from his frame of reference, and for whatever reason, because of his circumstances, he found it to be... 
really mean or in some way, you know? Listen, I'm not Asian. Yeah. But part of my family is. And based on that... Yeah, he got, he got upset incredible. about it. Incredible. very... Something to not think about when you're writing a joke, you know? Oof. Because <laughs> it's like, if you thought about every person who might misconstrue what you're saying, well, you would just stop at the word the in the sentence of the first sentence. Never get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. I was trying to think of that, like, I've had... But when was the last time you got really deeply offended by a joke? Like, when was the last time somebody, something somebody said, you were like, <laughs> it sparked that indignation that... I've, I don't think I've ever been offended by the content of a joke. I've been offended by its unfunniness. <laughs> That's the thing that offends me more than, like, you know, every... get it. This is the First Amendment. You say whatever you want. It's a free country. Be entertaining. You have an artistic responsibility if people are paying or at least giving you their attention to use it as best you can. I always think it's weird when, when it hasn't happened so much lately, but like people would apologize like publicly about like a joke, like and you know what I mean? Right and after like, that, yeah. And I'm like, why would you should never apologize for a joke unless it's not good. Natasha Leggero. I was remember that anti apology? That was the fucking yeah. greatest thing I've ever seen. That was much needed in the world. Yeah. I remember feeling really bad or just getting a little at a guy who just kept saying how few women he got because I always think that that's <laughs> I understand the self-deprecation thing mm-hmm. but then you're like this guy's just actually trying to get laid vocally pushing humans away Yeah, where you're like it's not even there's something charming about self-deprecation I think when used appropriately but when you're actually just when you're spouting how you're like a fat nerd I'm a fat nerd and nobody wants to fuck me you're like Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say, because sometimes use, people use that reversely, like, oh, I just can't, maybe I'll get some poontang. No, oh, no, yeah, no, but this guy was doing it so over the line where it just ended up like, well, this will continue. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you'll, you'll have no fear. This act will be good for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm not making fun, but you know yeah, what I mean? No. When you think that... You, I was having a conversation. Learning, what, are the, what are the different things about comedy that you can use? Like, right. self-deprecation is a big one for stand-up comedians. <laughs> Sometimes one. you go too far. Right. Sometimes you really actually hate yourself, and right. that comes out. <laughs> I never seem to be able to succeed in front of an audience. I mean, seriously. Yeah. That is a big... And I think a lot of comedians think like that because they put themselves on the fucking line so much mm-hmm. in the most silly way. <laughs> I agree. But then you're just, you know... You might start believing that you're stupid. I think I do that sometimes. <laughs> I was having a conversation. You guys know Augie Smith? Yes, the funniest. And he's great. But we were talking about um, the people who are in the audience or in the show. They're going, ooh. And just the worst. Sitcom reflex. No, yeah, and, it, but like in a live stand-up show where the ooh. And it's not because they're truly... Aff- Maybe they are offended by what the comedian's saying or whatever. But it's also just to let... They're so uncomfortable, they need to let people around them uh, know yes, yes, yes. that they don't endorse what this person's saying. Because that's really what that is. Ooh, he's, he's wrong, right? Everybody's wrong. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Shut up. Fuck you. Because the ooh in the sitcom used to be like when somebody would kiss or something. Yeah. It wasn't like when somebody said something scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, ooh, they're in love, ooh, a very 80s. <laughs> and now it, you're right. That's it, a different a different world. That's actually the ooh yeah. from a different world. <laughs> when Lisa Bonet makes out with Kadeem Hardison. Exactly. Ooh. <laughs> they might even do it with their genitals. 
My favorite, of course, is Fonzie applause. You know, never, never to be recreated in any other scenario of right. humanity. <laughs> that, and I remember um, Ed O'Neill used to get that on Married with Children when Al Bundy made an entrance. People were like, yeah. and he said, "Can you imagine as an actor standing there on a mark, waiting to say your line for ten seconds while people clap for you?" It would be you? the finest moment of my life. <laughs> So you're telling me to just hold my my stare off? Well, some guy ten feet away from me is going. Clap! <laughs> <laughs> his arms. Clap! Yeah. I've been Steven. that guy. Applause! Yes. Applause! 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 I did that once. I was at the audience warm up for a game show. And, how did your uh, suicide jokes go over? <laughs> uh, not well. So everybody, how often do you think about killing yourself? <laughs> I also had to do like they didn't let me do. My, I thought I would just go do stand up, but they were like, oh, I'll go have like dance contests and do. Give him candy. You're the wrong comic to ask to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, I also, and I never got the, I was supposed to, it was for, uh, what was the game show? Street Smarts. And I could never get the host's name right. I mispronounced it, like, I only did it for five shows and mispronounced his name every time. (laughs) But they were like, give them out the candy. People were, like, throwing candy at me. Wow. I gave them a lot of candy, too, because it's like, oh, they'll like me more. (laughs) I think that is so funny. I did not, I don't remember that, dog. Uh, no, it paid well, but it was, like, soul-crushing. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's just like some fucking... Well, I think that the crowd work stuff is, you know, that's what isn't... A lot of that is, like, just interacting with the people and being ridiculous, it seems. Mm -hmm. But it was, like, just weirdness of, like, having them have dance contests and... And nobody wanted to get on board with me. I think they didn't like me. Yeah. Who wants a signed script from Ellen? (laughs) Yeah, I, uh... You don't scream, let's dance together. <laughs> no, I just grabbed women and started dancing. <laughs> Against their will. Yeah, Wait, Stop was... it, what are you... It's television, play along. <laughs> it's an audience that's going to be watching the television show, play along. But just like the, uh, the Christian cruise ship comic I spoke of earlier, there are so many iterations of the comic that, like, mm-hmm. everyone... There's different... Skills within those, in within the comic. Yeah, some people are so good at just talking to random people in perpetuity. Always impressed with that. Are there all yeah. Christian cruises? Is that what happens? In- yes. And this guy's like the god of comedians in this realm. Wow. Probably not a lot of booze on those. Uh, <laughs> you got to smuggle cru- your own. Well, it starts as water, <laughs> but then. It all but there are a lot mind. of people doing. Like things on the sly on that Christian cruise, I would imagine. I think the people who try and repress other people's rights by using religion are the biggest freaks there are. You know, because you see those people that are just like, <clears throat> who's it? Larry Craig, the wide stance. Yes, a fine, a fine story. Yeah. All he was doing is trying to repress gay rights while he's, you know, a fine oh, story see, that oh, is yes. way too common. Yeah, yeah. I have a also, wide stance. Saying uh, wide okay. stance is. Hinting to the gay world, I got huge balls. <laughs> I got huge low hangers. Is that what that means, dog? Sure. <laughs> I've gotten a deep BJ in a hotel at an airport now and again. <laughs> the road gets lonely. Who hasn't? Uh, none of us have. <laughs> Trail of lies. <laughs> now he's claiming he's on the road. Mm. So funny. Good heavens. Mm. Yeah, I just don't really think you should try and infringe on anyone. 
but especially if you're doing all the things you're trying to stop other people from doing too. Which, uh, we're think about like politicians so, uh, and, yeah. and uh, even like actors and celebrities, and you hear about these scandals that they have. It's just like uh, it's never even occurred to me to do an eight ball of coke and drive my Ferrari 110 miles an hour on PCH. But also, it's never occurred to you if you did do that to be so embarrassed about doing that. (laughs) Well, I don't know what... Most of the things people are doing, like if this guy's... If Larry Craig's having sex with a man or something or getting a blowjob or Mm -hmm. giving some guy a blowjob, he's just like created a false morality in which like that... It's like if that's what you do, you can't think it's wrong because it's it's doublespeak. Right. It's like fucking 1984 and you're like... Well, there's still this, like... It makes you more, uh, yeah, disposition to that, Chad. And there's this, um, like Alabama, I guess, most recently, but there's still those 13 states who are just like, we know it's a federal order, but we're not issuing marriage licenses. It's just like, why? Because... Because Jesus? I think you should just worry about your own shadow before you get all involved in someone else's demon, if you know what I'm talking <laughs> So Alabama's not... Yeah, dog. Regardless of federal... Supreme Court? There's like a, ju- a judge out there who's like, I don't care. I'm like, okay. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It really is. I mean, the gay movement and the LGBT is this generation's... Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for something else to be fucking furious about. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like once I don't have to be furious about these people doing these things that are so anti-human, I will be. I can't wait for the next issue (laughs) because that will mean everybody will be class. No, but what class? Class Well, they're working on that now. But Jesus. Yeah, I mean, we still are. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Obama's trying to read. These are all concurrent (laughs) issues. Right. But ever since Prop 8 was like, I forgot about that shit. And that was that was when I first got, started getting so mad about this. Mm-hmm. And that was um, like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, nobody has even shifted. Some people have not shifted even an iota from right. their terrible... And that was like, I think it was... I think a lot of Mormon people church. have, though, which is a beautiful thing. Right. A lot of people have been admitted it's not a big deal. Right. And how does that affect your life in any way? Oh, it doesn't? Oh, I see. I see. See, this is the more stuff we should put in our act because people will clap at this. <laughs> depending on where depending you play. On the, yeah, depending cool. on the district, the voting district. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I'm going to hit stop. This is, like, super fun. Oh, yes. Yeah, is there uh, uh, at Matt Dwyer on Twitter, at Michael Connell on Twitter? Would, Matt, anything you want un- to talk about? Matt underscore Dwyer at Twitter. Or thematdwyer.com. Thematdwyer.com. The Matt Dwyer. And then you can find all my bullshit. And it and is your recent bullshit. album. <laughs> find all my bullshit. That's, we got a new album coming out. Very exciting. I heard he uh, dropped a track on me, which is... A little song on there. Thank you for the, uh, the sneak peek. Thank you. Yeah. For subjecting yourself to that. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> michaelconnell.com uh, michaelconnell.net and then um, wabacor at wabacor on Instagram best Instagrams in uh, in the world I will, in the uh, whole world I will give you a follow uh, post haste and then um, michaelconnell.net I have an album out called Sad Songs to Get Sad To so it's on iTunes and everywhere on Spotify just listen to it and, and good energy for your new show on ABC oh thank you so yeah, much thank I can't wait to watch you. it yeah alright thanks guys Thank you. you. And just like that, 
It's the conclusion of episode 64 of the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed yourselves as much as I did. Make sure and find Mike O'Connell and Matt Dwyer online or when they come to your town, support them because a high tide raises all the boats. Also, while you're online, go to grabbinglunch.com. Go to mattknudsen.com, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N.com, or I am also at Matt Knudsen on Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Subscribe to the show. New episodes coming out every Saturday. Thank you so much for the support. And in the immortal words of Russell Simmons, thank you all for coming. God bless. Good night. This has been a sex pot comedy joint. Collaborative, community-driven comedy produced by Andy Jewett and Kayvon Kalibari. Headquartered in Denver, Colorado with technical support from Isaac Miller. 